It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz defeat the San Antonio Spurs tonight. Final score on this one is nowhere to be seen. It is a lot, to, 100 to 89. I just talked to Sean Elliott of the Spurs, who said they just kicked our butt tonight. I don't know if that's really the case, but the Jazz were in control for most of this night, which I think is the impressive thing. And then Rodney Hood made the mammoth plays to carry them. But if you kind of watch how this game went, the Jazz led it 24 17 at the end of the one. They stretched that lead to 12. The Spurs made a nice surge, which you'd expect, and the Jazz answered it. Patty Mills went bananas for a minute, hit three threes, including a banker, and the Jazz didn't get flustered, Ron. They then stretched it back out and took control of the game. Quinn Snyder calls timeout. He calls a couple of plays. The Jazz score out of the timeouts, and then Rodney Hood gets going again, especially in that fourth quarter. I think it was five for nine in that fourth quarter. Five for nine, yes, 11 points in that fourth quarter to keep things going. Marcus Aldridge fouls out, and, you know, the Jazz, this is huge. I think this is one of the best, bigger wins of the year. Why is that? Well, because of the way they played on the road. Last night's ball game, uh, playing like they were tired uh, and, and so many injuries. You think a team could just, okay, you know, we can't compete with these guys and just play it like, you know, just give up for the most part. I mean, I don't think the, uh, the fans or we always want to see them play hard when they come out there on the floor. But as shorthanded as the Jazz are, if they go out on there and, and just did not play well, I don't know if the fans would have been that upset. You know, what's interesting about this one is, and, and then I want to talk about two or three of the individuals' uh, performances, but last night we talked a little bit about how the Jazz are physically undermanned at times, that, and that, that might be why at times. Tonight, that, that, if you kind of go, we do that same game tonight, Tony Parker, Ricky Rubio. I, I think I might give that edge to Ricky Rubio physically at this point after 17 years. Bryn Forbes, Rodney Hood. Uh, I, I think maybe Rodney or even. Kawhi Leonard, Joe Ingles. Okay, Kawhi Leonard is seriously the physically. Jonas Terebko, LaMarcus Aldridge. Aldridge is not a Russell Westbrook, Paul George type athlete. Joffrey Laverne, Derek Favors, edge to Favors. So tonight... For that conversation we had last night about, hey, why are these guys putting up duds every now and then? Because, and my thought was that they are asked, we're asking them to match up physically against guys that are physically superior. Tonight, that was not the case. Tonight, they are not playing a team. They're playing another system team, and the Jazz played their system better. Yeah, and that is so key, David. I mean, that, that is such a great point because they are system players and they are system teams. They're system players that fit a, a, a system 
that really compliments them, makes them look probably better or play better than what they really are, you know, if you go to another team. So you have two teams with similar styles of play. Both teams very concerned with breaking the paint and kicking it out, you know, for threes, you know, all, all those kind of things. And so tonight, and, and I was just looking at DeMarcus Aldridge, who before tonight started, he had led this team in scoring 27 times of the 32 games that they played this year. And tonight, 11 points. He ended up falling out. But the Jazz did not let him get to his spots. He tried very, very hard. Derek Davis did a pretty good job, I think. You know, so uh, the Jazz ended up winning this. Now, you can't say that the Spurs were shorthanded and, you know, uh, both Hawaii teams, Leonard. Both teams both were teams significantly teams shorthanded tonight. Absolutely. Uh, Marcus Aldridge starts tonight one of six. Favors is active and going. We hadn't seen that from Derek since... Quite some time. You remember, Gobert goes down in that Boston game. Derek goes down short, shortly thereafter. And tonight was the first time Derek looked right. He had the two jams early in the ball game. He had a nice offensive rebound. Yep, uh, he had a nice bounce to his game. He impacted the game defensively. The Jazz defense has been just awful with favors in the middle. Tonight was much better. And Lamarcus goes one of six, and he defended Lamarcus very well in the post. And those offensive rebounds, he was at with putbacks. I think he ended up with eight points in the first quarter. I'm not really sure. Don't have my book there. But that got him going, I think. And he was playing with a little more energy than what we saw last night. Well, everybody played, you know, like they didn't have any energy last night. But I thought that was a key, especially in the first quarter. You had mentioned something about the Jazz struggling in the first quarter in the last... Well, for the year, the they're 29th yeah. offensively. Yeah, so that's... Uh, Really made a big difference the way the Jazz got off to a good start. The Joe Ingles Derek, sorry, the Joe Ingles Derek favors pick and roll, which is kind of their best combination. A lot of key plays out of timeouts. They instituted that, and, and, the, and the reason for that, and I think we pointed it out during the course of the ball game, Derek favors was getting that ball probably close to that dotted line where he can can explode and, and make a, a a good decision. And and the, the key there is getting him the basketball at the right time, which is I think, and as you mentioned. Um, Maybe Joe Ingles does it better than, than the point guards, you know, for the most part, and Ricky Rubio. All right, now let's go to the two players that were just marvelous tonight. Those were kind of – those guys were good, but the two stars tonight, hard to not include Joe in some of that. It's hard not to include Derek in some of that. But Rodney Hood was really, you know, terrific. They turned the game over to Rodney tonight, gave him the matchups. Kawhi Leonard only played 20 minutes, so he – and Danny Green didn't play. So the Spurs didn't have those great wing defenders tonight that they usually have that can t- try to take Rodney out. And Rodney punished him and then aggressively went to the basket. He aggressively hunted shots. Uh, that was a terrific outing by Rodney. It was a terrific outing. And don't forget, he had a three-point shot taken away from him because of the, what they called a, a moving screen that was set by Derek Faber. So he was definitely feeling it. And you could tell, I mean, his head was down. He knew that he could get to a certain spot and, and knock him down. If he wasn't doing that, he had, he had 10 three-point shot attempts. Now, that was awesome. Love that. Yeah, that yes. The other one, Ricky Rubio got his second ever, one of the listeners let me know this, second ever time in his NBA career that he's had a double-double without assists. Oh, really? uh, he did against Memphis so a few years ago. Out. Yeah, it was actually from a tweet, so thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Apologize, I don't have who it is because I'm on Facebook Live, so I can't tell you. Uh, but tonight he played had 11 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. He did have 6 turnovers. But he just played with a, a zest and a passion that carried this team. And I will say, last night... 
I talked to him on two occasions, which I don't usually after a game. One, because he left his backpack in the back of our bus, so I walked it into him. And then something happened right when I got on the plane. He was as kind of surly and sour. Like, both times I was like, oh, wow, after the game. Like, you know, like I brought him his backpack, and he was like, all right, thank you. Like, I was like, oh, wow, that's not Ricky, because Ricky's like the nicest guy in the world. But I think, and he even said it to Austin Horton after the game, I just was, I played so badly last night, and the positive of the NBA is you can come back and play the next night. He's so prideful, and I think we saw that. Well, you know, he's came here with, with a reputation uh, of being a, a very good point guard, I mean, a very respectable point guard, and, and I, think, uh, I think he's starting to feel the pressure a little bit, you know, of, of uh, I don't know, that reputation not following him here. But as you mentioned during the broadcast, Quinn is really complimenting him and that he's he thinks he's starting to figure it out and start to play better here. It might be. I don't know how to talk to him about this or ever know if this is the case, but he has played on such bad teams. He's played on NBA teams that didn't win as many games as the Jazz are about to win, like if they win their next game, I think. I mean, I really think he won. I think he played a 16-win team. We're 15 and 18. I mean, so he, is, he has played on only one team, I think, that ever won more than 32 games. It may be a bigger adjustment for him to learn how to play in games in which every possession are valued than he realized. Because there are possessions where he does things that make us scratch our head. Like, what do you do? You know, why so careless? Well, maybe that careless because there just didn't, it wasn't, whether he realized it or not, he'd gotten into some bad habits. Well, he gotten into some bad habits probably, and you're absolutely right about that. Uh, I'm looking at, when I was prepping for the ball game, or, uh, I think we may have been against Houston, though, uh, and looking at his, 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 his stats for the year, and, and I was looking, well, okay, he's averaging three turnovers a ball game. Early in the year, he was averaging close to five. You know, so those have been cut down. Now, he still takes some chances with some of his passes, but those turnovers are down, so maybe Quinn is right. He's start, really starting to figure it out and, and, and realizing that, okay, if I'm going to lead this team in scoring, we're not going to do very well. You know, we have other players on this team that, that uh, should lead this team in scoring and give us a chance to win ball games. And Quinn talks a lot about that passion that Ricky plays with carrying this team and being important to this team, and that we saw that. We've seen that a lot, actually, recently. Great win by the Jazz tonight, and as I said on the broadcast, if you had told us that we were going to Milwaukee to face a Bucks team that is really good right now, going to Chicago, going to Boston, going to Cleveland, going to Houston, Oklahoma City, and coming back to play the Spurs on the back end of back-to-back, and that we, the Jazz were going to win two out of four, when the trip started, I think we would have just taken it and not gone, um, which would have been fine. Uh, it was a nice trip. But uh, I think this is, a, to your point, this is a big win because it kind of pushes the bad stuff aside. You can go try to even the season series with Oklahoma City on Saturday. Hopefully Donovan's ready to go. Ricky Rudy keeps working his way back. Then you got another brutal back-to-back with Denver and Golden State. If you can find a way to win one more game this month, come out of it 5-10, and 10, you're, you're still in this race, and, and then you move forward. One other thing that makes this a big win is that, you know, the, the Jazz struggle on the road. They won three, three ball games. Is it three on the road? Yes. Then you must take care of your home floor. Some kind of way, I don't care who you're playing, you you, you got to fight and take care of your, 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 on your home floor. They did that tonight. It's a 12 wins now at home, five losses. You're over five. You're way over 500. So that, that's equally as important as well. We're a very good defensive team at home and a very poor defensive team on the road. If we can figure that latter part out, we'll be all right. That wraps up postcast tonight. Have a great night. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today.